Namaste, everybody, and welcome to the Level Up Podcast. My name is Aaron Petty. I'm a yoga teacher and teacher trainer, but most importantly, I am a student of this great tradition. My name is Paige Taylor. I'm a yoga teacher, student of Ayurveda, advocate for sustainable living and lover of all beings. Now, our goal with this podcast is to dive into how we as humans can live more intentional, ethical, and sustainable lives. And also how we can come into harmony with ourselves, others, and the earth in this process. And on this week's episode, we're going to talk everything yoga teacher training. What is a yoga teacher training page? YTT. <laughs> YTT, a TTC. Mm, that even throws another spanner in the mix. <laughs> um, so yeah, often, oftentimes you'll see the abbreviation YTT come up. It means yoga teacher training. Um, the other thing you'll see is TTC, which mm-hmm. means teacher training certificate. Mm. Um, they're exactly the same thing, mm-hmm. just for everyone's um, information. They're exactly the same. There's no difference between those two abbreviations. But what is a yoga teacher training? Mm. Um, essentially, it's a it's a course. The most basic level is a two hundred hour course in which you get a qualification to teach yoga, which seems kind of contrary to the whole concept of yoga. Mm, how so? <laughs> that you can just do a course and be mm. certified in teaching a ten thousand yes. year old science. Well, I mean, you know, there are people that are yoga teachers that don't necessarily share you know the depths of yoga yeah well i think that's yeah that's an interesting point um so yoga teacher training has been designed uh in the western world in the modern world for yoga studios to keep up with the demand for yoga classes Mm, interesting it's it's kind of an it's it's not traditional Yoga teacher trainings aren't a traditional way to learn yoga. Mm. Traditionally, yoga would be taught from teacher to student over a certain amount of years. And then the more senior students would start to teach the more junior students. Mm -hmm. Whereas when yoga was commodified and turned into a business model in the West, um, you know, in the last 30, 40, 50 years, um, what has happened is the demand for yoga classes meaning a 60 minute asana class the demand has gone through the roof Mm. everyone wants to go and do a 60 minute asana class (laughs) it's um you know it's advertised by the private health companies and um you know all sorts of all sorts of marketing tricks are telling everyone to go and do yoga we always have people come in they're like oh my uh osteo told me to go and do yoga my Cairo told me to you go, to come to you guys. Yeah. My physio told me to go and do yoga. My psychologist told me to go and do yoga. Mm. Um, it's kind of like a one size fits all. Professionals are gonna palm off their responsibility by telling you to go and take a yoga class. So they're the demand's not, through the roof. They're not palming off people. <laughs> I think it's really powerful that. Um, It is being recommended by so many allied health or even um, medical health professionals because yoga, you know, no matter what style you practice, um, no matter how you practice, no matter where you practice, yoga is about, you know, really taking your own power back. And, you know, instead of doing 
um, instead of getting your physio to manipulate your tissues or your osteopath to manipulate your tissues or or your psychologist to talk about your feelings or or whatever it is like it really allows you to take your power back and kind of Mm. start to you know even subconsciously work with those layers of yourself that need attention yeah 100 percent um so back to my story Mm. that demand is huge Mm. at the moment so many people are wanting that 60 minute yoga class experience and what happened was there wasn't enough teachers Mm. to meet that demand that's so interesting i've never thought about it like that so did you just correlate this in your head or is no it, this is yeah. the history mm. <laughs> i know many things that you don't know Paige. <laughs> yeah i just never heard you speak of this before um, just like this demand like yeah like ytt's are a product of yeah and so that that was the creation of the 200 hour yoga teacher training program mm. as a as a baseline standard for someone teaching an asana class because mm-hmm. i'm sure there would have been people who were trained with much less mm-hmm. um and then these companies like the Yoga Alliance, um, these kind of advisory boards for yoga teacher training schools came about and they set, a, set about to regulate this 200-hour yoga teaching. Well, they probably created the 200-hour teaching mm-hmm. format. But Meaning that in a 200-hour in a program, there has to be specific things that you have to cover in order for someone to go and teach a yoga class. Yeah, and that being said, like yoga is still such an under-regulated industry. Mm. So under-regulated, especially by like the government in Australia. Yeah. And, you know, like when you become a yoga teacher, you just get this certificate and then you can register for insurance. And, you know, there's no real, I mean, like the trainers that teach you have to be registered through uh, well they don't have to be but are usually registered through like you said yoga alliance or um, a different um, governing body but there isn't that much like um, hoops to jump through no you do this 200 hour course sometimes i've seen it advertised like a what is it like 16 days Mm. you get your 200 hour certification Mm. 16 days and you're a yoga teacher Mm. um that's incredible yeah it seems wild incredible wild scenario that we're living in Mm. um so what kind of page and i always come back to is that a 200 hour yoga teacher training is the very foundation of your yoga practice yeah um I wish it was called that. <laughs> <laughs> the foundations of your yoga practice. And a lot of people come into a yoga teacher training not having practiced for that long. How long was it since you yeah. were practicing? I mean, it depends. I think it, it, some people like wait 10 years to mm. do it. So they really like, you get know, it. get it. And then they feel like they're capable or um, uh, I can't remember the word, but yeah, capable enough to do it. Um, and then there's people like me that just really felt cold to and had an interest in it for no apparent reason. And you said you'd done about five classes? Yeah, I think it's probably a little bit more than five. It was probably about 20, maybe. Yeah, right. um, maybe like 15 or 20 classes before that. But th- that's not that much mm. in comparison to a lot of people. I was very similar. I was like 12 months. Mm. 12 months of practice, like maybe 200, 300 classes. Mm. And I was in there learning to become a teacher. Mm. Um I think the other misconception is that that at the end of the 200 hour, you don't have to do any more study. Meaning? Meaning that you can go and do another 200 hour and another one and another one. And there's so many 
options for for teacher trainings mm. to continue your education as a yoga teacher as a yoga student i don't know if it's a misconception or if it's just like some people's laziness or mm. like uh once people i guess sometimes you know achieve that and become a 200 hour ytt like a 200 hour teacher i guess maybe they don't feel like they need to do anymore yeah I don't know. It's an interesting one. But I think that was more, I just wanted to say that, you know, there's that 200-hour program, that's not the end of teacher training. Um, there are so many yoga teacher training programs out there. Um, 200 hours is the foundation, yes? Yeah, absolutely. It gives minimum. you your minimum certification to get your insurance and everything like that. Um, and I would also put the case that... Um, a 200-hour program could also be a viable pathway for someone who's only interested in practicing, I think that's, deepening their practice. That's a great point because a lot of people ask us these questions about intentions of yoga teacher trainings, and, and there's so many different yoga teacher training intentions. I definitely did my training with only the intention to um, deepen my practice, to understand yoga more, to immerse in philosophy. I had no intention to teach. I was so... Um, avoidant of um the practicums within the training so i was like i don't want to ever do this why do i need to do this mm. but yeah but now look at you <laughs> yeah exactly queen of yoga teaching Haha. <laughs> 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 um so yeah it's it's very very common that people do a yoga teacher training simply for their own knowledge mm. um to but be able to immerse within an environment that is conducive of practice um to be able to deepen their knowledge of philosophy and psychology and all of the other stuff the asanas the physiology there's so much involved in a yoga teacher training that's not actually the teaching practicum part of it and i don't think that's quite discussed enough i think so many people like there's so many people that come to us and just say like do i have to be a teacher like mm. do i do i have to want to be a teacher and i think the other thing to say is like those even those people who don't want to become a yoga teacher and teach a class in front of people mm. that the actual act of standing up in front of your peers and speaking is so powerful 100% whether you're teaching yoga or just expressing yourself um i think that's something that i really got out of the yoga teacher training process mm. was just the ability to speak to people to mm. speak to a group of people mm. i think before that experience and i remember literally crying the first time i tried to teach yoga mm. asana um but at the same time whenever i was in a group of people i felt like i was shutting down mm. i wasn't able to like speak up and express myself fully mm. and so to actually stand up and learn to express yourself in an authentic way is a powerful tool whether you're going to use it in a yoga teaching setting or not just being able to stand up and, and speak your truth in front of people is huge mm, absolutely huge that being said as well like it's important to i guess maybe unpack the uh the idea of teaching yoga mm. and and that doesn't mean that you stand in front of a class for a 60 minute asana 
um, asana class. Like that, that isn't the only way that you teach yoga. Yeah, you could become a, medi- a seated meditation teacher. Yeah, but you, you can even just share yoga to your family and friends. You yeah. know, like you can share yoga by, you know, embodying the tradition um, and, and sh- you know, letting it kind of disperse out to the people that surround you. Yeah, without even physically teaching. Exactly. It's like teaching through embodiment, mm. teaching through experience, teaching through being that example of yeah. what a yoga teacher stands for. Exactly. And, you know, so, you know, everyone that comes out of a YTT is most commonly a yoga teacher. Mm. Um, but it doesn't mean that they have to stand in front of a class and teach physical asana. Yeah, because that's not the way traditionally yoga was taught. Mm. Um, asana was asana is such a small portion of the system of yoga. Mm. So, you know, that that style of yoga teacher training where you get taught all the asanas so that you can give people a good sweat, mm. it doesn't really represent what yoga actually is. No. It doesn't represent how yoga traditionally was taught. Mm. Yoga traditionally was taught in like a guru-disciple kind of relationship where you would spend... 20 years 30 years 40 years with a person and learn from observing the way that they act in the world Mm. um and allowing them to guide you through your experiences Mm. it wasn't you come to me for 60 minutes three times a week and you become enlightened that's not how it works Mm. (laughs) so it's kind of it's kind of interesting that that's what yoga teacher training has become but I, I think, yeah, whilst that's important to mention, it doesn't mean that yoga teacher trainings don't have the depth. The depth of? Traditional yoga. No, no, that's not what I'm saying at all. Yeah, I know, I just I wanted to highlight, like, if people were maybe thinking, well, why would I want to do a teacher training at all then? Yeah. Yeah, it just really depends on what kind of teacher you want to become. And so I think, well, especially our yoga teacher training our 200-hour program in in particular and our 50 hours even, um, we really try to create a space for people to contemplate what Mm. kind of teacher they want to become and to allow that to be authentic to them. Mm. How do I want to teach yoga? How do I want to share yoga? Maybe it is a 60-minute asana class. Maybe it's a course or maybe it's just simply through my embodiment Mm. maybe it's through cooking maybe through it's through you know telling stories Mm. whatever it is that lights you up within the tradition you can you can have the tools and the confidence to be able to go and share that Mm. great Mm. should we get into our points okay maybe starting with um the different types of yoga teacher trainings in the history do you want to start with that um yeah sure to give so a bit of an overview it, it really depends right so a, a 200 hour yoga teacher training i was kind of saying that it it was to meet the demand mm. and so most of the time and you know we're kind of guilty of this ourselves is that a studio or a teacher will um create a 200 hour teacher training program in order to find teachers that align with their message and the type of yoga that they're sharing the Mm. way that they're sharing yoga um and if you've been to many different yoga studios and many different yoga teachers you'll know that not all of them are the same 
um, the way that Paige and I share yoga is completely different to the five other yoga studios in Berwick. Um, the way that we structure our classes is different. The way that we sequence our asana is different. The way that we incorporate a meditation into our classes is different. Um, so the yoga teacher training that you're signing up for is going to be the yoga teacher training that your teacher wanted. Um, you're going to be learning the yoga of your teacher. Mm. So in our case, our 200-hour program is a tantric hatha yoga teacher training program. And what we teach people is tantric hatha yoga. We very barely scrape over vinyasa. We do a weekend of yin, uh, but the, the bulk of our training is tantric hatha yoga. Mm. If you went to an ashtanga studio you would do a 200-hour Ashtanga yoga teacher training. If you were going to a hot power yoga studio, you would do a hot power yoga 200-hour teacher training. If it was a, I don't know, vinyasa studio, you would do a vinyasa uh, teacher training. So it's important to understand that there are many different styles of yoga, so many different styles of yoga. Um, there's like the Ashtanga style where you're learning a set sequence and people are progressing through that set sequence at their own pace um, based on their readiness. But ultimately, it's everyone's doing the same poses in the same order every single day. Um, there's like Vinyasa style, which is one breath, one movement, quite fast, quite random, um, creative, if you will. Just whatever the teacher wants to teach on the day, they'll pick from the thousand asanas that they know and they'll decide on what they want to do. Um, so that if you were going to a vinyasa studio, you would learn that style of yoga. If you were going to an Iyengar studio, you would learn all about props and alignment and that kind of stuff um if you were going to a hot yoga studio you would learn about the temperature of the room and what <laughs> temperature is the best at what time and what the temperature does to your body and you know what sweating does to your body and uh, for us you know what we teach is tantric hatha yoga and so what you learn is the system of sun moon and fire um, seven stages of Hatha Yoga and um, everything that's involved in that. So it's, it's really important to understand what style of yoga your studio is sharing. More um, importantly, what style of yoga do you resonate with? Yeah, like what style of yoga have you been practicing and what do you like? Mm. Um, you know, I've heard of many people that have just like, oh, I just signed up to whatever yoga teacher training I found on the internet because I went to a couple yoga classes and I had never done anything like this before. It was so weird. Mm. I didn't like it. The teacher was mean. Um, you know, I ended up injuring myself or whatever. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's very important to, to understand what kind of yoga, what style of yoga your, your teacher is sharing with you. Um, and I guess onward from that, 
knowing the teacher that you're going to learn from.、Mm. A lot of the times, it's like a branded yoga school.、Mm. Um, you know, super happy, fun, stretchy time yoga school. You don't know who the teacher is.、Mm. Maybe there's ten teachers、yeah. on your on your faculty, and that's very common.、Um, and all of them teach one different part.、Um, and you know, how, how do you know if you're gonna Resonate with those teachers. How do you know if you're actually going to be able to connect with them? I don't know.、Um, for Paige and I, we teach the whole thing ourselves,、mm. um, and so you know, for me, it's very important that I'm creating a, a, a relationship with the students that come to us for yoga teach trainings, and you know, we had we created some incredible connections、mm. with the group that we had with us, and they had some beautiful connections with each other. But all of them had been practicing with us for quite a while. Not all of them.、Mm. Not all of them. But I, I would say that there is that aspect of divine knowledge and divine timing. And for me, I hadn't practiced with Joshua Izigi before I did、mm. my training. Really?、Mm. You just、uh, KB just told me that was the one I had to do. <laughs> and you know, like and yeah, that, and maybe you do. Maybe you trust someone that you know. Like, go and do this one because I know this person, and they're a really sweet person, or they're a very knowledgeable teacher, and you know they've helped me on my journey. But just, I think it's just important to to do a bit of research on who's actually teaching the course. I think this is so important because when I was looking for my teacher training, I was like googling Bali retreat yoga teacher training, and that's when KB, like my auntie, was just like, "There is no way you're doing that." Like, no. You can't, like,、yeah. and that's when she sent me to Josh and Izzy, and she was like, "If you're going to do one, you're going to do this one. It starts next week." <laughs>、uh, well, ours starts in two weeks. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, it's it's very important, and I think for anyone considering going to do a yoga teacher training, I would highly suggest going to practice with the teacher that you're going to learn from at least a few times. Before you actually sign up to anything,、mm. um, unless they're on the other side of the world, you could practice with them online. Yeah, most teachers are offering online at the moment.、Mm. We've got、uh, hundreds of classes online. Yeah,、um, and just to get a feel of like, okay, well, what what is it actually going to feel like when I'm when I'm doing this? Does this person do I feel safe around this、yeah. person?、Um, you know, do do they have a, a history of hurting their students? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, it's possible. Definitely.、Um, yeah, I think, I think that's important because you know the truth of it is there are、like、some yoga teachers or some, you know some people in general that you just don't resonate with, and it doesn't mean anything bad by you or the other person. It just sometimes you just don't match on like a same frequency, and、yeah. that's perfectly valid. But you're never going to know that until you're actually in their presence, connecting with them. Yeah, hundred percent. Mm. Um. So, when are you ready? Okay. For a yoga teacher training.、Mm. <laughs> I'm asking you. When、um, are you ready? Whenever. When are you ready? <laughs> Once you've done five classes. <laughs> no, when you have the calling. Yeah. It's like we get this so often. Like,、oh, I don't know if I'm ready. I don't know if I'm good enough at yoga. It is、yet. the most common excuse that comes up. I'm not ready. Yeah. I'm not good enough at yoga for it.、Um, the thing is, like, 
I could honestly take someone throughout 200-hour teacher training that's never done yoga. Mm. And they would come out on the other side with a deeper understanding of the practice than 90% of, you know, people who have done yoga for a year. Yeah. Or two years or three years. Yeah. That are just coming to a couple of classes a week. Yeah, for sure. Because in our training specifically, and, you know, in, in a lot of trainings that I've done, you get the foundation first. Yeah. You get the most basic stuff first and then over that period of one month or three months or however long the training goes for it will slowly build on itself mm. um and you know if it's if you've only been doing yoga for a little while you do a 200 hour program as a, a a baseline to to really get the knowledge then you can just go and do another one in a couple of years when you when you feel like yeah. you're ready to teach. I know so many people that have done that. Yeah, I, I did a training with someone who had done five 200-hour yeah. programs. Five. Yeah. <laughs> That's a lot. Yeah, <gasps> it is. Um, so the answer to the question, when am I ready for a yoga teacher training? Everyone's ready. Yeah. So long as you're committed to growth. That That's important. I think that, you know depending on, you know, your intention is what you'll get out of a training. And so I guess if you kind of go into a training that's just, and you're just thinking, well, I just want to get a job and earn some money out of this, you know, you're probably not <laughs> It's gonna... not very likely that you will. <laughs> Maybe, yeah. if you get lucky. But more so, like, I don't know if you'll... I don't know. What do you think on that? I want to do a yoga teacher training to make some money. <laughs> <laughs> Yoga teacher trainings are expensive. You've got to teach a lot of 60-minute classes to make that money back. Mm. Um, (laughs) If that's your intention, um, doing a yoga teacher training to make some money, maybe just go and do a Pilates teacher training or like a PT course or something like that. Mm. I don't know. I I, I don't know if I've made the amount of money back that I've spent on yoga teacher trainings yet. Mm. I think you have. But yeah, I'm just like more so interested in like different people's intentions first, like what they get out of it. Mm. Um, Because I know in my training, like there was definitely some people that sat in a lot of like victimhood still. Mm. um, And it was very like triggering for me um, to work with people um, quite intimately um, that I guess, I don't know if they're already. Yeah, that's an interesting one. I mean, I, I've had a similar experience of um, being on a training and there was a person on the training who wanted to learn how to teach yoga so she, should, she could go home and feed her family. Mm. And she said that, I just want to learn how to teach yoga so I can feed my child. Yeah, And it was very triggering for her because what we were studying was not how to teach yoga. Yeah. It was how to practice yoga. Yeah. How to, you know, heal yourself. Mm. How to soften. Mm. How to, you know, look inwards. How to experience yourself beyond your mind and your circumstances. And none of that has any relation to teaching yoga. Well, it does. (laughs) I mean, it does, but, but does it, in a very practical, tell them to do no. this and then tell them to do this and this is how you send an invoice? No. It's a very subtle embodiment. 
learning exactly. of teaching yoga. And so I, I think like if you're going into it in order to make some money, um, yeah, maybe to to reconsider your intention. Mm. And and I think what you just brought up was very interesting because you know, no matter what your conscious intention is, maybe there is a deeper, subtle intention. Like maybe that lady that you're speaking about really did just need to heal herself mm. in order to be able to provide for her family. Mm. Um, but, you know, that's such a vulnerable thing to accept, to acknowledge. Mm. Um, and so whether, you know, your intention... Yeah, it's just interesting. You know, we don't really, there's no right or wrong. Aaron and I are not discussing what's right or wrong. We're just kind of having an open discussion here about like different intentions of going into YTTs. Yeah, because there really are so many different intentions. Like people are just drawn to it. We've had people who say, oh, I've been thinking about doing this for 10 years. Yeah, exactly. I've been thinking about doing this for 20 years. Exactly. That's like, that's longer than I even knew what you, that's almost older than I am. (laughs) (laughs) All right. And then we have people that come that are like, oh, I did my first yoga teacher training 20 years ago. Mm. And, you know, I, I just want to deepen my knowledge. Mm. Like, what do I have to teach you? Mm. <laughs> That's how I feel about that. Mm. But often those people who did a yoga teacher training 20 years ago get the most out of it. Oh, yeah. Because they have the most context as to what we're talking about. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, yeah. I won't go too much into that, but you know, when, when you hear things for a second time or I I feel like, yeah, you just take things a little bit more seriously. Yeah, for sure. Well, I think that's the thing is like your first yoga teacher training, your first 200 hour program, you're hearing things for the first time Mm. and you're hearing big concepts for the first time. Mm. You're hearing your teacher explain, you know, how the world came to be. Yeah. <laughs> from the yogic perspective. Maybe. You're hearing your teacher tell you the, you know, different parts of your mind and how they interact with each other. Things that you could not have even dreamed to be have been mapped out. Mm. And if you hear that once, you likely won't fully understand its depth mm. and how it relates to your life. Yeah. And how it relates to all of the other facets of the yoga practice. And that's really why we created this podcast is for our students and our um, teaching community to be able to listen to our lectures as, as much as they want, like have a little refresher. And it's, it's powerful when you, you start to dedicate yourself and learn things several times. It's yeah. powerful. That's funny that you say that. I would say if you are asking if you're ready for a yoga teacher training and you've listened to every one of our podcasts, you're, <laughs> you're ready. ready. <laughs> um, I it's think actually, anybody it's that's funny. asking if you're ready for a yoga teacher training is yeah. ready. Like yeah, if you're considering sure. a yoga teacher training, you're ready. Yeah. Yeah. Just take a step and make it happen. But have no expectations. <laughs> um, now, the, the other thing I wanted to touch on was the whole traveling versus home conundrum i would even start with online on because <laughs> of our current you know yes circumstances I'm so sure you can see what <laughs> i think by my reaction to that question so well you can't yeah we've been doing some yoga teacher trainings online like we participating we have been participating in some online yoga teacher trainings but um last year when the world went into pandemic mode yoga alliance Um, which is one of the governing bodies, and I'm sure all the other governing bodies followed. Um, And from what used to be 
inacceptable to mm. share online was yoga <laughs> became acceptable. Yeah. Yeah, that's an interesting concept. Like they that was banned. Yeah. Online 200-hour trainings did not exist until last year. You had to do a minimum of 180 of the 200 hours as contact hours. Yeah. And then all of a sudden it was 200 hours you can do it online no problems. And that has created a new brand of yoga teacher training school. Yeah. There are people who are only teaching 200-hour teacher trainings online. It's the first one they've ever done. The only thing they'll maybe ever do is teach online 200-hour teacher trainings. Um, can you get the depths of a 200-hour teacher training in an online format? I don't know. I, In my opinion, I wouldn't say so. I would agree. I think that, you know, the trainings you and I have done have been very different and are not the foundational trainings of yoga. Yeah. And so we already have a basic understanding and especially the trainings that we're doing aren't really asana or teaching focused. We just did three days with no asana. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) There was not one asana practice. Just a Um, But yeah, and I think just on top of that, I know how different it is learning online to in person. Like the difference between doing a three-day training online that took us literally three weeks mm. <laughs> to fit into our life, mm. whereas going to yeah, an immersive a training experience. that's immersive with your teacher, even just like two weekends and doing 50 hours, um, there's still that immersive experience. And um, I don't think that uh, it's not the same. In it's your not opinion, the yeah. same in my opinion. Mm. There's not the same depth of connection. You don't get to connect with, you know, 10 or 20 other people. Yeah. Um, you don't get to have those moments of shared breakthrough where people are understanding themselves in a new way. And mm. you can talk to people about that on l- at lunch break. And, mm. you know, there's no... Um, in, in asana, like the teacher can't really see what you're doing. Mm. They can't come and give you those slight adjustments that could change your whole world. Yeah. Um, there's no like hand on your shoulder where you're crying in mm. a yin practice. Yeah. Um, th- there's a lot that's lost in that online format. Yeah. A lot that's lost. Um, and so, yeah, we, we made that decision very early on that we wouldn't teach a 200-hour training online. Um, maybe continuing education. Mm. Um, it's something that we've contemplated. We haven't done yet. Mm. Um, but yeah, the the 200 hour, we're, we're sticking to our guns and only doing it in person. Yeah. Um, because we know the potency of that. Yeah. And I think that, you know, even though all the regulations are the same and even though you still have to teach a certain amount of hours, I don't think you really gain the experience of Teaching people. Of standing in a room and teaching somebody. Yeah, standing in front of 10 of your friends mm. and teaching them yoga yeah. vulnerably. Mm. You don't get that experience. You teach to a, to a screen. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, maybe. Maybe some people are doing their practicum as in you've got to gather some people and teach them. Yeah. But I'm not, yeah, I'm not sold on it. <laughs> that's for sure. Um, so, yeah, that's the online thing. And then there's the traveling thing overseas, which is not really a thing at the moment. No, I've heard a few people say like, oh, no, I'm just going to wait to do it in Bali. Yeah. There's this obsession with doing a Bali. yoga teacher training in Bali. Well, that's what I said. I wanted to do that. Yeah. I just wanted to get away. That's the thing. Mm. You just want to escape. 
Yeah, I think that that's one of the um, like the desires wanting to be fulfilled yeah. by doing a good teacher training, like escape, escapism, yep. glorified escapism. Yeah, 100%. Go to India, do my yoga teacher training, come back enlightened. Actually, you come back to all your shit. Yeah. <laughs> you come back to your shit life with all your same shit friends and your shit family and your shit meals and your shit bedroom. Everything's still just as shit when you finish. Explicit um, warning. <laughs> not suitable for (laughs) children this episode um but that's such an interesting one because that process of doing a yoga teacher training is so transformative Mm -hmm. and internally you become a different person oh yeah totally totally transform your internal space and if you do that overseas you're in a little bubble right yeah and then you come back to your shit um (laughs) and i'll say it again everything's still just as shit yeah um, and so you kind of fall out of that bubble very quickly. It gets mm. popped. And and I just want to clarify what, with what you're saying, like you come back to your shit. It doesn't just mean your shit life. It also means like the karmic patterns that you're trapped in, the trauma that you have had happen to in your life, you know, like the all the things that go on in your life that keep you trapped in a state of suffering. Yeah, 100%. Um, and so you go and do this month of blissfulness where everything's fairies and happiness and then you come back to the real world and, and things get tough. And maybe you don't have a support network set up uh, for when things get tough. Mm. Maybe things get tough and you stop your practice altogether. You just go back into all your old patterns, as Paigey said. You go back to your old job. Um, you hang out with your old friends doing the same old things. And what happens then is that there's an, a rift between who you've become and who you were. Mm. And that sets so many people up for a life of, I want to say almost torture. I'd say dis-ease. Like yeah. that is like, you know, when you separate yourself and your ego from who you want to be um, or who you, who you truly are, that is the root of all like autoimmunity. Yeah. I can't say that, but that's, that's what Ayurveda says is, you know, when there are parts of yourself that you pretend aren't there or you uh, say you dislike or something like that, that is a physical response in your body. Like you were saying, oh, I don't like those parts of me. Yeah. Yeah. And it makes it very hard to like be in those conversations and in those environments that you used to be in. Um, it makes it very, very, very uncomfortable. Mm. And at the same time, you don't have the tools or the support network to make any lasting change. I think this is so important because, you know, so often, especially if you're going overseas or even if you're traveling interstate, I think it's more prevalent overseas. But, you know, your um, community of fellow um, trainees are probably from all over the world. Yeah, they're the fellow, fellow travelers. Yeah, and I, I can definitely speak from um, my experience. My teachers do these, like, monthly or bi-monthly calls um teacher calls and so many of their students struggle because they they don't have the community around Mm. them and especially they don't have their teachers with them Mm. which is so interesting because that's the thing is when you kind of start to fall into your own patterns you can really rely on your teacher to bring you out but when you don't live in the same state same country it can be challenging and Mm. sure there's online offerings but you know when you really need that, you know, space to be with someone and to sit with someone and to 
have someone guide you yeah it's it's tough yeah 100 percent um you know i've had that experience many times i come home i'm a completely different person i want to try and integrate these new practices and these new ways of being into my life and it just doesn't fit no one knows what i'm talking about i can't share that experience with anyone because they haven't had that experience before um and i think that's the power of doing it locally where there's a community already um you know for us it's a community based around our studio um you know the people who have done our training still come to the studio all the time and practice with us they come to our classes and we have chats with them afterwards we can all catch up for dinner once a month Mm. um you know as a group and and chat about that stuff chat about what's going on in our lives and and what our challenges are Mm. um and Paige and I are around to support anyone who needs support um, in integration. But the most important thing is that community is always there for them. Mm. It's always there and that community is growing. People who have had that same experience as our students are around the studio all the time. And yeah, I just think that's a really beautiful aspect of doing a local teacher training is, yeah, that you, you have community and and you can catch up with those people on a weekly or a daily basis and you kind of get a new group of friends. Yeah, that's that's it. Like, that's so powerful. Like, you know, being able to catch up for coffee or breakfast with somebody that's been through the exact same experience as you is incredible. Like, you don't have to go back to your old friends um, that you might struggle to connect with. I'm not going to say that's definite, but you don't have to choose that path if you just want to socialize. You know, if you want somebody to connect with, you can actually choose people that get it mm, and that have had that experience. Yeah, with you. for sure. Um, I think as we move on, I think it's important to start talking about integration mm. um, as we go into this next part of part-time versus full-time trainings. I assume that's where you were going to go. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So it, that's kind of the next, um, yeah, the next versus, the next battle of the teacher training. <laughs> do you do it part-time? Do you do it full-time? Mm. What's the difference? Part-time training, ours is uh, weekends only over three months. Mm. Some trainings, it could be just like intensive 16 days. It could be a month intensive uh, where you get one day off a week. Um, I've done like a five-week full-time training. Um, mine was half part-time half intensive yeah so there's so many different options and i think that's a a really common one is that there's a retreat involved Mm. in it like a a one week retreat Mm. involved in the training um now as Paige said integration becomes a really big part of this and it kind of is circling back to what we were speaking about before Mm. coming back home to your shit per se Mm -hmm. um you're learning such deep, uh, mystical knowledge that's beyond your everyday experience. And it takes time to integrate that knowledge. Mm-hmm. It's not like you hear about something once and mm-hmm. all of a sudden you're fully embodied within it. Yeah, You hear about non-attachment once and all of a sudden you're not attached to anything. Mm-hmm. That's not how it works, which is why I love the spread out yoga teacher training that can go over three months because you get 
a weekend on, a weekend on, and then a weekend off. And in those weeks in between the training immersions, you get to integrate and implement everything that you've learned over the weekend into your daily experience, mm -hmm. into your interactions, mm -hmm. into your relationships, your work, your practice, assuming that you practice daily. Mm. Um, it's huge. It's so, so powerful. And, you know, Paige always tells a story about how she um, took a year Probably after even more. her teacher training. I did it in 2017. It's probably yeah, like two years. Two years after her training to integrate. Yeah. With that specific intention, I just want to integrate this. Mm, Why don't you tell us about that? And that that's the thing is, I, yeah, I, I came out of my training and I felt, well, you know, earlier I mentioned that I hadn't done much um, yoga before the training. So I, I felt like I definitely needed to integrate and immerse more in order to teach yoga from an embodied experience. I didn't even know what half the poses felt like in my body, really. I had never done a chaturanga before that training. You still haven't done a chaturanga. <laughs> I know how to do one, though. <laughs> um, and so I guess once I finished my training, I, I, I guess I was half expecting to come out and, and just teach um, filled with the momentum and confidence from my teachers. But what was really true for me was that I, I really needed to embody and I hadn't really integrated as my training had progressed. And I was exactly like what you said. I came back to my shit, same friends, same boyfriend, same, you know, stuff that was going on. Um, and, and I was almost ridiculed you know like and here comes yoga girl yeah all high and mighty literally and you know like i don't judge my friends for doing that i love them still i doubt they even listen to this but you know like i do love them a lot and i love that experience but i was um working in a surf shop and um what do you is it the guy outside he's planing the walls it sounded like walls. a speaker or something. Oh, okay. Anyway, I was working in a surf shop and that environment is not conducive to talk about, you know, the depths of your personal experience. <laughs> and, you know, people started to mock me about having my chakras aligned and whatnot. Oh, I remember seeing that. Yeah, I think I showed it to you. It to you yeah. Um, and not only that, but it became really... Mm, it's toxic. Yeah, toxic, sure, but more so like it became really triggering. My my everyday life became really triggering because I would wake up, I would go to this retail setting and, you know, I only quit this retail job like not even three months ago, finally, um, but I didn't even really quit it. <laughs> um, but, you know, I would ask people how they were and there was no connection. Like there was absolutely no connection between me and the person that I would speak to. Mm. And it, it was so triggering for me because, you know, it, 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 I guess just wasn't fulfilling. And it just reminded me of how, you know, fake the world can be and how people can just have these really passive interactions like robots. Um, and not only that, but then, you know, we would, um, I would have to upsell things and, you know, like, and that wasn't conducive to my, you know, belief of, you know, not needing, <laughs> you know, too much stuff. Yeah. And it, it just became really overwhelming. And 
um, it wasn't really until I met you and I actually formed connection with a local community because until then I was practicing yoga an hour away mm-hmm. you know I had no community where I lived and it wasn't until I met you and, and really embodied in your community that I felt safe enough to kind of start to step into who I really was mm. um, and I just think that's so interesting I don't know because yeah I guess it kind of circles back around and it's like well without that community and without space to integrate like you know it becomes tough it becomes so hard so isolating I think we've spoken about this before on the podcast it's called speaking your truth the episode yeah um just this like new newfound spiritual path newfound yogic path isolation you feel so isolated because you don't have the community and that is exactly why i opened a yoga studio Mm. i wasn't interested in making money i had no idea how to run a business i'd never run a business before i had never run a yoga studio before i had only spent about a year hanging out in yoga studios before but what I knew was lacking in the yoga studios that I was spending time with uh, was community. And so I opened a space that people could come to that felt like their living room, mm. that wasn't overly expensive, that didn't usher people out the door because the next class was starting. We have half an hour gaps between our classes so that people can sit down and have a cup of tea mm. and connect. Um, that's literally what i was trying to create so yeah. I'm, I'm really glad to hear that that you got that out of it yeah and i think so many people get that out of yeah. it that's that's why you know we are successful at the moment and we mm. are growing and that's what everybody says to us is just like our point of difference is that aspect of connection yeah, and community, community. And, always community and trust and yeah mm. and so that is one of the perks of doing it locally the other one is uh, maybe cost effective you can do it from home Mm. and you only have to drive to the studio instead of catching a plane and paying for accommodation and food and all of that kind of stuff Mm. um but i think that's just huge just having a community is is everything to me absolutely everything having people around you to be able to share your experience with that's Mm. that is 10 out of 10 the most important thing that you can have and same with um, doing it part-time. That's yeah. what we were speaking about, like the, that space for integration, that space for community to, you know, have someone to speak to on those weeks off when everything might be feeling a bit much or... Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Okay, so our final point was what's included in a yoga teacher training. Mm. My God, there's a lot included in yoga teacher training. You pretty much become a psychologist, <laughs> a physiotherapist, a movement teacher, a meditation teacher, a breathwork teacher. <laughs> the deepest, you know, uh, dive into yourself. Yeah, yeah. You get to really understand who you are, what you want, why you're here, what you desire. Um, but the authorities have broken it down into (laughs) a few categories four different categories and i'll just say that there's a few different um governing bodies yoga governing bodies like we mentioned at the start and they may have slightly different um regulations but they're more or less the same um if you want to chat about that more you can hit me up because i i know quite deeply the difference um between a few of them but um 
yeah, it's they're much of a muchness. And sometimes we get people come and say, why aren't you registered with this governing body? Mm. And, you know, the truth is we don't really want to be registered with any governing body because they just suck <laughs> they money. They limit us. <laughs> yeah, they just suck money out of us and and regulate us, which is fine. Like, I, we completely get that the, the, the training has to be regulated like this, but we often find there's not a lot of support um, by the governing bodies. And anyway, yeah. that's a bit of a tangent but i think it's important to say like because you know yin culture isn't registered Mm. so like what's the difference between having a registered um governing body training and not yeah you paid someone some money yeah and you get their logo yeah that's all you get like as far as those governing bodies in support of teaching schools all they give you is a logo and some credibility Mm, and some credibility and and some guidelines to follow as as far as what you teach yeah um so what is it we've got um techniques training and practice is the first category and that makes up majority of the training it makes up 100 hours and so what that is is really like every time that you're practicing yoga on the training every time we're breaking down the poses we're breaking down the classes we're breaking down the um techniques um and and that's not just asana. That's breaking no. down meditation techniques, yeah. kriyas, mudras, pranayama, pranayama techniques. That's doing yoga nidra. Um, that's doing I don't know things like tratika, purification mm. techniques. If you think yoga is just downward facing dog, upward facing dog, jump through, jump back, chaturanga, like there are so many techniques in the system, each of them having a specific. Um, result moving energy in a specific direction doing a specific thing to a specific part of your body heating you up cooling you down um there's so much involved in the techniques and that's why there's such a it's such a big part of the training and i think it's so important that it's such a big part of the training because you know teaching yoga and teaching these techniques really comes from this embodiment yeah and you know i think our one's actually 120 hours i think i've put most of our elective hours into this category um so that there is that really deep embodied experience and understanding of what we're practicing and why and that's the thing like we start every morning of the training with a two and a half hour practice Mm. (laughs) um when do you get an opportunity to practice for two and a half hours yeah I don't think anyone gives themselves that time. Yeah. There's not many people that give themselves that kind of time Mm. to practice. Yeah. Um, And on a training, we have, what, eight weekends times two, you get 16 two-hour practices. Okay. I don't know if that's correct (laughs) It's just, I don't know. Yeah, it's probably not. What I'm saying is that it's a lot of time to practice. Yeah. Yeah, and we also include that in like reflections, you know, opening circles, closing circles, like conversations about different experiences and techniques because not everyone's going to have the same experience and by being able to listen and deeply connect to what your fellow um, students are experiencing is a powerful tool as a teacher. Yeah, for sure. Just understanding that the experience of a single technique can be so vast. Mm. So what's the next thing? The second one, the second category is called teaching methodology. Um, And when I was looking at this to write a syllabus, I was like, oh my gosh, how are we going to do this? Like 25 hours, how to teach um, yoga 
because it's not talking about the techniques it's not talking about the physical practicum of teaching it's just talking about teaching yoga and it's for us so much more than just teaching yoga this is where we have you know holding space Mm. This is where we have um, using your voice, using your voice, and um, I'm trying to think of other ones off the top of my head. But 25 hours packed full of things that empower you to not only teach yoga physically uh, as a Western perspective, but to embody and share yoga to anyone that surrounds you. Yeah, like how can you show up for your partner or Mm. your son or your daughter or your mother or your father when they're having a tough time Mm. that's part of teaching yoga and it doesn't (laughs) mean that you tell them to do a downward dog and then a chaturanga no it means that you give them the space to to be heard and to really reflect on how they're feeling and why they're feeling that way um and just offer them a space to feel safe Mm. in being who they are and to move through it on their own you know that that's part of teaching yoga. It's yeah. not all about, yeah, teaching the poses and cueing and mm. that kind of stuff. Yeah, and cueing is obviously included in this part. And I think this is also the category where we deep dive into like the science of discovering your purpose mm. and aligning yourself with your purpose in order to share. Mm. Mm. Yes, so interesting. Mm. And then the next one is anatomy and physiology. Um, so anatomy of your physical body. Your physical body has a, a lot of layers. You've got your skin, your muscles, your ligaments, your bones, your digestive system, your nervous system, your brain, your hair. Like there's so much involved in your physical body. We all know that. Um, so we spend a lot of time teaching that. A lot of people spend a lot of time sp- teaching physiology. Um, but this also includes the anatomy of the energetic and the subtle body. And just for now, for, na- for the next couple of years. Um, and just as your physical body has those amounts of layers, skin, muscles, um, your energy body is the same. You have your pranavayus, you have your nadis, you have your marmas, you have your chakras. There's so much involved in the subtle application of your anatomy. And if you hated science or biology like me as a teenager, you'd be like 25 hours of anatomy. Oh my God, that's the worst. But the way that we share anatomy on our trainings, which I think is just so powerful, is we share an hour every day. And what that hour entails is direct um, relation to whatever we have practiced that morning. So whatever you have felt and embodied mm. in your physical body is what we share, talk about, and unpack in our anatomy sessions. Yeah, it's very interesting. I was never really an anatomy person until I started teaching anatomy. Mm. And then I kind of made it relatable to yeah. my practice, to the people's practice in front of me. I made it relatable to the bodies that were in front of me, my body, um, and also to yeah the practice that we that we've done and you know i i quite enjoy teaching anatomy now Mm. it's very accessible i would say it's not scary or overwhelming and it's not about learning all the different bone names whilst we do do that like it's it's about functional anatomy and how to apply that knowledge of anatomy to your practice Yeah, and just learning that not all bodies are exactly the same yeah 
um, that all bodies are different and how can we adapt asana to fit all different bodies. Mm. And then we also um, briefly talk about Ayurveda as well mm. as a physical anatomy. And, you know, it, it, re- it can really help to layer physical anatomy and Ayurveda on top of yoga because, you know, Ayurveda is really the anatomy of yoga. Yeah. <laughs> it's like the sister science. 100%. And then we have philosophy, lifestyle, and ethics. I don't know what's involved in that. <laughs> Aaron has no idea. I just write the syllabus and send it to him. Um, but philosophy, so we have 30 hours, which is amazing. And we probably is have it? more than that. I probably put some elective hours in there. Amazing. <laughs> but this is where we really get deep into the, the, the deep conversations. Niyamas, niyamas. Yeah, any kind of philosophy, any kind of ethic, living like a yoga teacher, sustainable living, what does that mean? <laughs> you can go and listen to our podcast. I love this. On Introduction to Yoga Philosophy. It's our most popular podcast. Yeah, and also how, what was the other one? The sustainable, how to uh, living like a yogi or something? Uh, yogic lifestyle. Yeah, yogic lifestyle. That's something that we chat about a lot on our trainings as well because that that's a great point. Like, you know, there's so many yoga teachers that don't really embody yoga in mm. their everyday life. And that probably comes from a lack of integration mm. um, or a... Um, lack of understanding. Lack of understanding, for sure. Um, but that's something we're really big on because, you know, we've said it probably a million times already, but being able to teach and share yoga comes from this state of embodiment of yoga. Mm-hmm. And then there's only 10 hours of practicum. It's <laughs> <laughs> so crazy. There's only 10 hours of teaching yoga. Mm-hmm. And you can view that 10 hours as a practice towards becoming a yoga teacher, or you can view it as stepping out of your comfort zone and taking on a challenge. Yeah. And learning we, how to publicly speak. Yeah. We do a little bit every day, so it's not so overwhelming. And you get to work with pairs and partners and be able to hold space for people and have your space held for you as you step into this aspect of yourself. And like Aaron said earlier, like this really empowers you to be able to share your voice and to share what's true for you. And it's, it's a really powerful powerful practice so powerful just like being able to share um the other thing is um i don't stepping into vulnerability yeah um putting yourself out there putting yourself out there it's just like being able to stand up in front of a group of people and and just express yourself being able to guide people as well learning how to guide bodies watching how people interact with your voice um watching people move to your instruction is you know it's one it's a feeling of power mm. a power that you don't often receive um and two learning how your words carry energy mm. how your words carry meaning mm. um and learning how to really Hone in on the words that you use, mm. being able to articulate, articulate. yourself mm. in a far more powerful way than you may usually get the That is the a lesson I definitely learned through articulation. teaching. Yeah, articulation. God, yeah. I sucked at it. I wish that there was a podcast of me speaking five <laughs> years ago because <laughs> I spoke like an absolute bogan. I know. Um, and I just spoke like a mess. <laughs> 
I, I, I think it comes down to being able to articulate my feelings. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And not knowing what your feelings are. Mm, yeah. <laughs> being able to feel your feelings. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, that's, that's kind of the breakdown. And the other thing I wanted to put into this conversation, maybe as the final thing, is that it is almost impossible for us to articulate the experience that a yoga teacher training is. It's, <laughs> it's beyond what we can share in words in an hour podcast and, episode. You know, if you t- speak to anybody that does any sort of teacher training, they will just say, it's changed my life. Yeah, it's, li- life-changing. it's life-changing. Um, and you can't understand that until you, you've no, done it. No, you can't. Um, the friends you make, the experiences that you have, the way that you see yourself, everything changes. So I would just say kind of as a final note, if you feel the call of growth to step into the unknown and begin to experience yourself in a way that is new, to experience the world in a way that is new, to broaden your idea of reality or your perception of reality, then take the leap, do a yoga teacher training. Um, It's far more than learning how to teach people how to do (laughs) (laughs) push-ups. Far, far, far more. Um, And come and do it with us. (laughs) No, but seriously, like if you, if you feel that connection to us as teachers, um, please just reach out, have a chat with us about doing a training with us because we have so many on offer now. Um, Whether it's a 200 hour or some kind of continuing education, we love yoga teacher training. Um, it's really kind of what we've structured our business around. It's what lights us up the most mm. is sharing yoga teacher trainings. Um, and I knew that from day one <laughs> that I wasn't going to be a 60 minute yoga teacher. I was going to be a three month yoga teacher. <laughs> I wanted to take people on that journey with me. Um, cause I know how powerful it is. Um, mm, and I think on that, there's a few more things I want to say before we wrap it up. I but said that was the last thing. I know we can't. There's so much to speak about on this topic. So sorry. I know you're still listening. It's fine. fine. You want to know it all. Um, it's important to choose teachers that are continue, continually and ever more deepening their practice. Mm, I was going to add that actually. And learning. And we hear from so many people that are like, wow, we just respect how many trainings you guys do. Like we're <laughs> always studying. And I mean that always studying. Yes. And there's, there's an abundance of knowledge. And, you know, it's so easy to just do a 200, you know, the circumstances are changing now. But back in the day, all you had to do is do a 200 hour training, teach 500 classes, I think. Yeah. And then you could teach a yoga teacher training. Uh, yeah, it was like it. Yeah, maybe something like that. Yeah. A thousand hours of teaching. Yeah. Oh, yeah. A thousand hours of teaching would make more sense. But, the, you know, and they're becoming a little bit more strict now. But, you know, choose somebody that is committed to growth. Like, choose somebody that doesn't stand as an authoritative figure that just says, this is the way and I know it. Yeah. Here's my here's my criteria on choosing a yoga teacher. Number one, they practice themselves. <laughs> Every they day. actually have a daily personal yoga practice. Mm. Daily sadhana. 
That is my number one. Do you practice yoga every day? How long for? What do you practice? <laughs> Second criteria I have do you have a teacher? <laughs> Does your teacher have a teacher?、Mm. Yes or no? Does their teacher have a teacher? And where is the lineage? What is the lineage? Can you show me a clear lineage? Yeah.、Um, Can you tell me who your teacher is? Can, we t- can you tell me who your teacher's teacher is?、Um, if your teacher doesn't have a relationship with a teacher, then they probably think they know it all. Or maybe they're in between teachers. Yeah. And that's okay as well.、Um, criteria. So, so they practice themselves, they have a teacher.、Mm-hmm. Um, and then the third one are you a good person? <laughs> Yeah. Are they like genuinely a good person? What does、um, their life look like? Yeah, what does their life look like? Are they stable? Yeah. Do、um, they go out and drink every weekend? What do their relationships look like? Do they bring their own drama into their yoga classes?、Mm. Do they create drama within a yoga studio?、Um, that's it. That's my, cri-、yeah. that's my criteria. Pretty simple. <laughs> Hard to find, but simple. Do you practice yoga? Do you have a teacher? Does your teacher have a teacher? What does your life look like? Yeah.、Um, and then I guess the last thing I wanted to speak on was investments. And、um, our beautiful friend T shared something a little while ago, maybe six months ago, that really connected some dots for me about investments of,、um, I guess, you know, physical practitioners, specifically yoga, but even just yoga teacher trainings, because、um, they can be quite pricey. I mean, you are learning how to. Completely shift your career if that's one way to look at it. You're also learning how to completely shift your life. But for some people looking in, especially people with financial trauma or financial、um, karma, they can look in and say, wow, that is expensive. <laughs>、um, and the lesson I learned was you're not paying for their time that they're with you because if they were, they're paying maybe like $30 an hour for you.、Um, and, not that much. and me combined, which is, yeah, $15 an hour. <laughs> it's, it's not much. But like, wh- what you are actually paying for is their years and years of dedication of practice and of study. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And you know, for, for myself and Paige, it's been five straight years of study. Yeah, continuous study. We have spent thousands and thousands of dollars on trainings. Yeah.、Um, you know, it's, it's always an interesting one, just like, Putting a price to something、yeah. like that.、Um, putting a price to something that's priceless, something that's beyond physical,、yeah. that's beyond money. It doesn't really work、um, like that. There needs、it? to be some kind of an exchange yeah.、Um, in, For sure. re- in regard to, to you know, what we're sharing and, and what we're doing. And there's a lot that goes into teach training apart from just showing up and teaching. Yeah.、Um, a lot of organization and, and that kind of stuff as well. And, you know, sometimes.、Um, You know, for us specifically, it's not about money, but we're not going to make it like a ridiculously cheap price so that just anyone signs up. We want. Yeah, there's, there's a certain amount of commitment that needs to be made. Yeah.、Um, and a lot of the time, people commit with their money. Yeah. If someone pays $4,000 or $5,000 for something, they're going to sit down and listen to what you、yeah. have to say. For sure. Um, they're going to show up every day, no matter how they're feeling, because they've actually committed to that. To that training, to that experience. And with that being said, like I just mentioned, money isn't our driving cause here. And 
the fact is if you can't afford it or if you can't afford the complete amount or um, you can't afford to pay it up front it does not matter for us mm. because we have had so many blessed opportunities by our teachers to support us financially and to mm. help us out that we are more than happy, if not encouraging you to seek help within us. And I think that most teachers would. Yeah. If you reached out to someone, you said, hey, I really want to do this training, but I just can't afford it. 99% of teachers, I would assume, would say, hey, no worries, we can do this for you. Does that work? If it doesn't, yeah, let what, me know what, what does. What can you afford? Yeah, um, yeah for, most, for most yoga teacher trainers in, in specific, um, it's not so much about money, it's about sharing the knowledge. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's always on the table. And uh, yeah, I don't know. What else are you going to say? No, that's it. That's it. Yeah. We're done. Mm -hmm. Okay, then. Um, well, yeah, as I said before, it's, it's so hard to articulate what a yoga teacher training is. I hope that in some regard, you have a little bit more clarity around yeah. what to expect. Um, hope we've debunked some common myths or <laughs> um, conspiracies around yeah. YTTs. And maybe inspired you. Yeah. Maybe inspired you to... to take that step and and make it happen for yourself yeah um and if you are interested in doing it with us we pushed back our training to start june 18th which is two weeks away as we launch this and we do have a couple of spots we do have a couple of spots uh they're waiting for you um <laughs> we know there's going to be some late minute sign last minute signups so we're so excited to see who it is yeah um and we're so excited to dive deep um as mentioned, payment plans are definitely available and encouraged. Um, so please just reach out if you're feeling the call. We're ready and you're ready too. Yeah. Um, and you can check out our website and hear what some of our past students have had to say. Mm -hmm. And I'm sure like if you wanted to chat to one of our past students on the phone, oh, yeah. just let us know and we can organize that as well. Because yep. they're such a lovely group of people. Yeah. If you're listening, you guys, we love you all. <laughs> we miss you. <laughs> Please come and have dinner with us soon. <laughs> but yes. Um, all the details are on our websites for the training. Like Aaron mentioned earlier, we're doing two weekends on, one weekend off, and it goes for three months. So yeah, it's yeah. the best. It's it the is love the best. Of my life, Same. apart from Paigey. Gosh, we just have so much fun. Yeah, um, and apart from that, we just love you for supporting us yeah. and listening to this podcast. Thanks for listening, guys. <laughs> even if you don't want to do a yoga teacher training, <laughs> we love you. We'll get you one day. Um, if you got something out of this podcast, if you think there might be someone in your life that could benefit from listening to this podcast, send it through to them. Maybe share it on Instagram. Oh, that would be nice. Maybe share it on Facebook. Maybe go on iTunes and give us a five-star review. Yeah, you can only review on the podcast, the Apple podcasting app. But maybe you could subscribe to us on, on Spotify. Yeah, that helps. <laughs> um, we do have an online studio if you didn't already know we upload four new classes every month that reflect the four pillar system of yoga that we offer at level up um, which is the tantric hatha system we were chatting about before solar lunar yin breath and meditation and this is a complete daily weekly monthly practice that can be modified to suit your evolving needs as a yoga practitioner the library is constantly growing and contains our most potent practices there is over 100 practices on yeah, now, and they're so all good. epic and they're professionally filmed and mic'd Except up for the last one we had to <laughs> upload the zoom recording for half the class it's gonna be sad yeah <laughs> it's fine 
<laughs> we will lower our uh, ego, our standards. And if you want to stay updated with us and what we're up to, you can find us on social media. It's levelup.yoga, absolutely anywhere. Uh, levelup.yoga on Facebook, Instagram, or even our website, levelup.yoga. There's no .com at the end. Everyone always types the .com. They're like, I can't get on your website, man. Who does that? Levelup.yoga, no .com. And we also own a small yoga studio based in Berwick, Victoria, Australia. And we run classes, workshops, and our yoga teacher trainings, product grams, all from this space. And um, we would love to connect you. Yeah. We love here seeing your messages, reading your messages. Love them. We get some great messages. Mm. We have some great listeners. Mm. It's really interesting. We never thought that we'd be podcast people. No. Just reaching out to the world. Here we are. But here we are. And um, if you're still listening, this is kind of dragging on now. But <laughs> you should definitely send us a message. We'd love to hear what you have to say. Send us a message, tell us how you're feeling and that you got to the end of this podcast. Hariom. Hariom. <laughs>